0: again. I'm sorry I haven't added any new content for a while, but like everyone else, COVID has affected my life in a profound way. Throw in the fact that I'm a public school teacher, and well, you can imagine. But I'm back now and very excited to announce the addition of a new series to the podcast called Photoshop for Beginners. I've had a lot of requests from subscribers over the years to include some lessons in Photoshop, so I'm finally going to do it. The lessons are all very easy to follow and each one features a built-in project you'll be working on that makes it more engaging to learn the tools as you create. I'm also providing you with images to use in some of the tutorials that you can download from my Photography 101 blog. The link for the blog is provided in each lesson's description. So without further ado, let's get started with the first lesson, Create Your First Composite. Our first exercise involves getting acquainted with some of the tools in Photoshop. To get started, download the two images provided, Vegas and New Mexico, to your desktop. Then open up both images in Photoshop. Once in Photoshop, note that both images are tabbed. Choose Vegas. It's always a good idea to have your Layers palette open whenever working in Photoshop. To do this, go to Window, Layers. This will come in handy as time goes on. Now click on the Zoom tool. Hold it over the balloon and give it a couple of clicks. Note that you can move through a window by holding the space bar and dragging like this while using any tool. Just to illustrate how powerful some of Photoshop's tools can be let's have some fun with the Clone Stamp tool. This tool is often used whenever you want to make a perfect copy of something in an image in another area. It's great for cleaning up flaws in areas that must be perfectly duplicated photographically such as retouching a person's face. Click on the Clone Stamp tool and notice the adjustment settings that appear in the menu. Adjust the brush size to 100 pixels by typing in 100 or using the slider and hit enter. Now move the tool over to the hot air balloon, hold down Option and click once and then release the mouse. Now go up to the sky and drag the tool. Notice how the hot air balloon is being replicated perfectly in the sky. You'll see a small plus sign moving along the image where the pixels are being picked up by the tool. When you're finished, go to File Revert to bring the image back to its original state. With the Zoom tool selected, now hold down the Option key. Note the minus sign in the magnifying glass. This is a quick way to zoom out in an image. You can also zoom at any time by using the scroll wheel on your mouse. Note that most of the tool icons reveal even more tools each time you click on them. If for some reason they don't show up when you click on them, hold down the control key while clicking. It's a good idea to familiarize yourself with all the tools in different locations in the palette. Refer to the tools handout to study the functions of some of the more popular tools. There will be a quiz on this handout later on in the course. Now let's choose a regular brush tool. Whenever you click on an editing tool, note that you can make adjustments to it up here in the menu bar. I want you to choose a hard brush forty pixels by typing in the number using the slider now go to the foreground color tool and choose a nice shade of red next go to the sky and print out your name one of the things you'll be doing frequently is undoing certain tasks that you aren't happy with there are a number of ways to do this first there's edit undo in the menu there's also the keyboard shortcut for the same thing command Z to do multiple undos you hold down command Option, and Z simultaneously. To redo anything, hold down Command, Shift, and Z. Please note that if you're a Windows user, these keyboard shortcuts may very well be different. More info regarding keyboard shortcuts may be found on the downloadable handout and at the end of this lesson. There's also the History palette, which you can access by going to Window, History. You can backtrack through this until you find where you want to go, then select it, and hit the trash can like this. Now, let's say that you've done a bunch of things with a project, but you want to start all over from where you first began. You can do this very quickly by simply going to File, Revert. This is just like upping the image from its last saved state. Now we're going to create a composite image, which means an image created by using two or more images in the same document. Whenever you want to do something in Photoshop, you often have to do what is referred to as making a selection. A selection isolates a portion of the image so that you can do something to it separate from the rest of the image. There are several selection tools for doing this including the marquee tools, the lasso tools and the magic wand. The first selection tool we're going to use is called the magic wand. This tool is used whenever you want to select an area that is basically of the same value and may be either regular or irregular in shape. For example, I want to select the sky. You can quickly select the sky by clicking on the magic wand and adjusting the tolerance to 30. The tolerance determines how many pixels will be selected with a single click. The lower the number, the less pixels. You can tell an area is selected when you see what is called the marching ants. Now that I've clicked the wand, a pretty large area of the sky has been selected, but there's still a lot more. I need to add to the selection and I do that by holding down the shift key and then clicking a new unselected area. I repeat this process until I've got most of the sky selected, keeping the shift key held down the whole time. Keep in mind that the wand is a clicking tool, not a dragging tool. Another tool to try is called the quick selection tool. Unlike the magic wand, this tool is a dragging tool and or clicking tool and it can be quite powerful for making any kind of selection but it's not without its flaws. You'll soon learn that choosing the right tool to do the job is often a matter of preference and I encourage you to become familiar with all of the selection tools and never hesitate to try more than one when making a selection. To use the quick selection tool I'm first going to deselect the magic wand selection by going to Command D. I'm going to start on the right side, hold the tool over the sky, click and drag toward the left until the sky is selected. This is actually much easier than using the magic wand. The only problem being that there are some of the building where it says Bally's and it's chopped off. This is fixable however and I'll show you how. Up here in the menu bar are three options for this tool. New Selection, Add to Selection, and Subtract from Selection. We want to subtract that area of the building that is selected. So we choose that option and then zoom in. Now I'll carefully drag upward along here until I subtract this portion of the building. I got everything but the little vent, so I'll carefully add it too, and voila! I'm done. Another problem I see is over here around the balloon. There are several other areas to be subtracted, because these areas are rather tight. I'm going to click instead of dragging the areas until everything is unselected. By the time I get done with all of these, we start wondering if perhaps the magic one wasn't a bit easier after all, with regard to how much time we've spent. As I said before. You need to experiment with these tools until you can make your own decision which is the best one to use for the job. I've been using the Magic Wand for years and it's taken me some time to get used to using the Quick Selection tool, which is a relatively new tool in Photoshop. As a result, I often find myself instinctively using the Magic Wand out of habit and only recently started getting used to trying this quirky little tool instead. Well, I'm pretty much done selecting this guy and it looks pretty decent. There are still a few minor things that aren't selected like the lightning rod on the Eiffel Tower. And I'll show you another way to fix hard to select objects like that a little later on. Now let's pop over to New Mexico. The next selection tool we're going to use is called the Rectangular Marquee. This is used whenever you want to make either a square or rectangular selection of the document. Note that there's also an elliptical marquee for circles and ovals. The marquee tool is the dragging tool, and I want you to select all of this image by dragging it downwards. Now copy the selection by going to Edit, Copy, or use the keyboard shortcut of Command C. Another way to do all of this would be to select all of the image with a command, since we want all of the image. To show you how this is done, we first need to deselect the image by going to the menu to Select, Deselect. You can also do this with the keyboard shortcut of Command D. Now select all of the image by going to Select, Select All, or use the keyboard shortcut of Command A. Now let's copy by going to Command C. Let's go back to Vegas now. We want to paste the selection into the sky, and you do this by going to Edit, Paste in Two. Note that the selection is a little too small. We're going to fix this in a moment, but I want to direct your attention to the layer palette for a moment. Note that by pasting the selection into the document that we've added a layer. Think of layers as overlays of one thing over another. You can access each layer individually in Photoshop so you can work independently of other layers. Note that there's an eyeball by each layer. If you click on one, the image appears to disappear. Click again and it reappears. We want to change the size of the selection so make sure that its layer is highlighted and click on the mover tool. When you click on this tool, a few choices come up for adjustment. One is the auto select. Click on this and then you can select separate layers automatically by clicking on it. If there's a time when this is inconvenient, you can uncheck it and select the layers by highlighting them in the layer palette. The other choice you can make is the show transform controls checkbox. By checking this, note how the handles appear on your layer. You can make changes to the layer by dragging these handles. One very important point I want to make is the issue of constraining proportions while resizing. Constraining proportions keeps the images proportional and thereby keeps it from getting distorted while resizing. Not doing this is normally a bad thing to do in this course for you want to maintain the integrity of your images. To constrain, just hold down the shift key while dragging the handle note how it always stays proportional no matter what you do once you make the selection big enough move it into your desired position by dragging it with the tool once you're done double click the image and you'll put it down so you can move on with the next task now let's take a look at what we have can you see what's wrong with our image one thing is we've lost a piece of the Bally's building over here I did this on purpose and I'll show you why a little later we also don't have that lightning rod on top of the Eiffel Tower Also, there are these little white areas in the balloon that we missed selecting. We need to fix these things in order to make our composite look convincing. Let's begin with the lightning rod. Fixing this will be a snap, but first we need to save this document and give it a new name. Go to File Save As and name the file Composite 1. You are saving in the default Photoshop format in order to preserve the layers. Now navigate to your desktop and save the file. Next we need to open up the original Vegas file. Once it's open, zoom in on the lightning rod and use the magic wand to select the area we need to repair on our composite. Now copy it to the clipboard. Go to your composite and choose Paste or Command V. The selection is so small I can't even see it, so what I'm going to do is go over to the layer palette and isolate just that layer so I can find it. I can do this by clicking on the eyeballs for the other two layers, thus turning them off. Then drag it into an area where I can see it in the sky and then I can move it. Now I'll make the other layers active again by clicking on the eyeballs. Use the Move tool to carefully position the new portion into place. In order to get that lightning rod in the perfect position, I need to zoom in on the top of the tower. Then I get the Move tool and carefully put it into place. Now for those white unwanted areas in the balloon. Zoom in on the balloon and select the white areas needed fixing with the magic wand at a tolerance of around 30. Select the areas, remembering to hold down the Shift key. If you ever overselect or make a mistake with the one, simply hit Command Z to undo your last click and click it again. I just realized that I haven't flattened the image yet, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Flattening the image joins or merges all the layers into a single layer. You only want to do this when you're happy with your work up to that point. Flatten the image by going to Layer Flatten Image. Now look at the layer palette and you can see that there's only one single image there now. Now I'll resume selecting the white areas in the balloon using the magic wand at a tolerance of 30. These white areas are actually where the original sky shone through these gaps around the balloon. Now that we've pasted in the new sky, we need to make that white go away so we can see the new sky through it. Once everything's selected, choose the Clone Stamp tool and adjust the brush to around 20 pixels. Now hold down the Option key very close to the edge of the balloon where the sky meets it and sample the area release the option key and fill in the selected areas, noting that you're only filling those areas and not outside of them. Now let's take a look at the piece of building we need to repair. As I did with the lightning rod, I need to go back to the original Vegas image and select the portion of the building that's missing so I can paste it into the final composite. For this selection, we're gonna use the lasso tool. The lasso tool is used to select anything you want to manually and precisely, no matter what shape or size. It's a dragging tool as well. I'm dragging along the area to be fixed, not particularly concerned with selecting more than I need to of the building since this will be pasted over the damaged one. Now that it's selected, I copy and then paste it into the final composite and move it into place as we did with the lightning rod. Going back to the original image when something needs to be fixed is a great option while working in Photoshop and it can save you a lot of time as opposed to starting the project all over again. Be sure to keep this handy trick in mind. Now it looks like we're all done. Or does it? Not by a long shot. I've purposely chosen these two images for your first composite in order to challenge you instead of making your work easy. My hope is that you'll return to this image after you become more familiar with the tools and have more experience with using them to fix the things that are still wrong here. The most obvious are the many white areas within the Eiffel Tower that need to be filled with sky. There's also a lot of rough edges that need to be fixed, as well as a thin white line that appears on almost everything in the foreground so this composite is a work in progress begging you to come back to it as you get more experienced fine-tuning this composite until it looks flawless will make you a better Photoshop user trust me on that when you do finally finish this composite and you feel that it's absolutely flawless be sure to post on the Photoshop 101 Facebook page we'd love to see it here's an important tip take your time with these assignments and never quit until you feel you've done the very best you can that's the key to success in digital imaging, and for that matter, any art form. And one other thing with regard to keyboard shortcuts. I'm using a Mac, so the keyboard shortcuts I mentioned throughout the course will not always be the same if you're a Windows user. I've included some of the more popular shortcuts in the included handout, along with a few general conversion rules for Windows users. For a more complete keyboard shortcut list for either platform, please refer to your Photoshop user manual. And that ends this lesson.